It's This Week in Bourbon, where we give some expert and not-so-expert opinions on the news. And here's your headlines for November 12th, 2021. D.C. police officers shipped Jack Daniels and didn't know that it was illegal. Sagamore Spirit releases their first four-year-old 100-proof bottled and bond Maryland distilled straight rye whiskey, and Baker's Bourbon introduces Baker's exclusive selection. But before we get started, here's a quick word from our partners. And they're off for another Gift 270-2020 Unicorn Raffle. Your $20 ticket gives you not one, but two chances to win from our lineup of 20 Woodford Reserve treasures, including the grand prize, the rarest unicorn yet, the Woodford Reserve Kentucky Derby 150 Baccarat Edition. Only 150 bottles were made and is just like the one the Derby winning owner receives. Quit horsing around and get your $20 tickets now at Give270.org. Charitable Gaming License ORG 0002703. From their bar to yours, Chad and Sarah of the popular YouTube channel It's Bourbon Night bring you their favorite at-home old-fashioned mix with the new Elemental Elixir's Golden Hour Syrup. It's a custom-made syrup with notes of bold black tea, warm spices, and orange zest. All you need is your favorite whiskey and ice. No bitters needed. One bottle makes 16 drinks, so that's only $1 cocktail before you add your own whiskey. They can also be enjoyed in other cocktails or spirits, mocktails, coffee, tea, and anything you can think of. It's crafted locally in Lexington, Kentucky, and you can get your bottle now at whiskeyambitions.com. Do you ever pour yourself a bourbon, swirl it around, and then start struggling to come up with tasting notes? And perhaps you're also looking for a good Father's Day gift idea. Well, you can now solve both with a kit from Nose Your Bourbon. And unlike other nosing kits on the market, Nose Your Bourbon kits feature real ingredients for the most authentic aromas. You can smell real Tahitian vanilla bean, instead of some synthetic aroma that's just made from chemicals. So head on over to noseyourbourbon.com and enter code BP10 for 10% off your order. Ed Bly and Rising Tide Spirits are back again with a new release of Old Stubborn Bourbon. And this release of Old Stubborn is a premium hand marriage of 10, 11, and 12-year cask drink, barely filtered pot still bourbon. It comes in at a staggering 123.8 proof. And the flavoring grain for this one which the last one was weeded, but this time it's now rye. Rich, sweet, and bold with a long finish that's sure to be another eye-opener. You can order online at Sealbox or TheBourbonConcierge.com, and you can even purchase in person at Revival Vintage Spirits, and even now with very few select stores in Kentucky. You can get it now while you can, but be sure to do it because it's not going to last long. Welcome back. It's another edition of This Week in Bourbon. Ryan and Kenny here getting ready to take on a lot of good news there. And I don't know, Ryan, that first headline there, I remember when I read this story, I got a good chuckle out of it. But were there any in there that you were kind of like, ooh, I can't wait to dive into this spicy topic? Yeah, it's funny. The Yeah, I want to talk about the shipping, but I want to talk about Sagamore. I'm excited for that because, you know, we're big fans of Sagamore. You're wearing a Sagamore shirt as I look at you. <laughs> yeah, people that, uh, and I don't know if that was on purpose, but. It was funny. It's, you know, it's starting to get a little chilly now and it's starting to rotate all of my, my short sleeves into long sleeves wear versus putting on hoodies and sweatshirts. And I just have, I, I knew we were going to talk about it. So I, I grabbed my Sagamore long sleeve shirt and I, I put it on for this evening. Yeah. Well, if. 
anyone hasn't well i'm sure we'll talk about it so i'm excited to talk about sagmore <laughs> <laughs> and we'll get to that in the second well, i guess we're show. all in the dc baltimore region with the yeah. the cops and sagamore so yeah we'll uh we'll definitely oh there's there's even more in the in the dc area in the virginia area that we'll talk about as well with a, a big fine from a distillery oh yeah as I, we get i to saw the, that this week so oh, so okay. i talk about that too yeah i know a lot of a lot of juicy stuff so let's go ahead and let's get to it but the first one is actually an article that came out from the drinksbusiness.com and it was titled is the whiskey bubble set to burst so this isn't necessarily always targeted towards bourbon but it's just talking about the growing market of whiskey and this is more or less along the scotch and everything like that because there is a growing trend for new and rare bottlings of one-off whiskeys that have really seen a boom in recent years and these are starting to become signifiers of wealth and status and this is starting to mark a new paradigm in the perception of the shift in the market where distilleries are increasingly targeting collectors rather than the drinkers by releasing limited rebottlings of older vintages and modern non-age statement whiskeys that are packaged in luxurious one-off decanters. There's also been a huge proliferation of collaborations with luxury brands like McAllen's had a partnership with crystal decanter manufacturers of Leak and Bentley Motors. Glen Turret was teaming up with Jaguar to release a 60th anniversary whiskey for their E-Type. Bowmore collaboration was with Aston Martin on the Bowmore DB5. And you see a lot of this where they're starting to align status and exclusivity with it. However, the, the secret and the success lies in the initial accessibility of these bottles. And this is talking about how they are releasing them in a ballot system for a relatively affordable sum when compared to some old and rare bottles that are on the market. And this is actually attracting younger buyers who are snapping up the allocations as an investment. So when these sell out, instant demand is created on the secondary market. And they say that millennials are starting to fuel this market because there's an increasing uh, amount of people that are opting to put their money into tangible assets rather than into traditional investments such as funds or stocks. And so there was a whiskey broker named Mark Littler, and he says, you don't buy a Paytech Phillip for 30 or 50,000 euros to tell the time. It's for the secondary feature. Likewise, with whiskey, it's not about how good the whiskey tastes anymore. So while there's no denying that these bottles are sought after and appeal to collectors, he argues that at those current market values, it's hard to see how they're a safe financial investment. Yeah, I'm not smart enough to uh, to not open mine. I'm too curious. I'm like, I gotta try it. Gotta see what it tastes like. Whereas I could go to a bar and you know pay fifty dollars a shot to try it. But yeah, I mean, this is. It's funny to talk about millennials investing. I think a lot of people are just looking at things to invest that uh, like a true market dictates versus uh, you know you look at you know, cryptocurrency and all that. It's like, what does the market say things are worth versus a company and shareholders and, you know, this and that, that hedge funds that manipulate the markets however they want. And, you know, whiskey is one of those things that, uh, you know, the, the secondary market is determined by the people that are into it. And, you know, there's real value in there. And so, and as we've seen, they've all, all these bottles and barrels and everything appreciate. So, uh, I, Maybe there's a bubble, but I don't know. It seems like luxury goods just keep growing and growing in value all across the board, not just whiskey. There's watches, shoes, handbags. handbags. I mean... We both said that. We, I don't we know. Both, <laughs> there's, yeah, I mean, the Louis Vuittons of the world. What, what was it? The, I, don't, I forget which which company owns uh, a, a ton of that. Louis Vuitton, Tiffany, and, and all that sort of stuff. I mean, their stock prices are just going bananas. So, yeah, it's like it, 
it's def- it's like art, you know. I mean, to a common person, some painting's worthless. To some people, it's a million. But if you know that market and understand it, it's like, okay, why not? You know, invest and take advantage of that. Um, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> money's all made up to me anyway. So it's like, why not? You know, it's it's whatever people and humans that dictate what it's worth. So yeah, I, I, and as far as the bubble bursting, I don't think so. I mean, you know the there's so much wealth being produced in the world now and there's growing middle class, you know, there, there's just so much money and want to be spent in different parts of the world that I just keep seeing this, uh, going for, I don't know, at least 15, 20, maybe 30 years. So I don't know. Yeah. And I think I got two more things to kind of bring on this topic. And the first one is that a lot of things that were just talked about there was definitely targeted more towards the scotch drinkers. You don't see a whole lot of bourbon companies that are coming out. Now you see some collaborations with artists and stuff like that, but you don't see them being partnered with Aston Martin or Mercedes Benz or whomever to say like, this is a whiskey made from Mercedes. You just don't see that in bourbon. It's kind of just a natural side effect that basically everything that Buffalo Trace touches immediately has a secondary value that is two, three, four X of whatever it is. Um, and I forget what I was going to say for the second part, but that was definitely the, the one part I wanted to bring up about that too. Well, you know, scotch and I mean, they, they've had a, it, it's been a high end spirit for a long time and associated with those uh, high end brands, you know, especially in Europe and Asia. I mean, scotch is still by far the number one spirit in the world and it's respected, you know, it, especially in Asia where it's like bourbon's not even close to scotch over there. Um, and, and even in Europe, it, it may get there with the tariffs dropping down, but scotch is definitely seen as like a luxury premium item over there. And, um, and people love, people love brands, you know, you tie you know, as we see here in America, we love celebrities. So, you know, once a bottle gets tied to a celebrity, we're like, Ooh, got to buy it. Once you tie it to Mercedes or whatever, you know, you think it's luxury as well. You know, you've seen that with the Woodford, with the Baccarat crystal or True. crystal or, um, yeah, anything you can tie to to create, you know, a perceived value or demand, even though it's the same exact whiskey, probably that's in a $12 bottle, but it's going into a, you know, it's aged 20 years longer and it's got a name tied to it. Definitely people love scarcity and they love tying it to luxury goods. Yeah. And you reminded me of the second thing I was going to talk about. And the one thing at least I like about the whiskey and how this is creating some sort of very different sort of market is the fact that it's not like shoes. You know, shoes are a little bit different. Like people go crazy and you have all these, you know, stock X, you have all these people that are buying things on a whim really, really quickly. However, I feel like a shoe can be manufactured overnight versus a whiskey is going to take years and years and years and years. So I think there is a little bit of a difference there why I can appreciate whiskey more than shoes. I know there's going to be some some sneakerheads out there that are going to call it an abomination that I even brought that up. But you know, I, I I do have, there is correlations between those two worlds. I just think I can appreciate whiskey and more of that, that sort of secondary market approach only because of just the product takes so long to be able to create. And it's, it's like a crystal. It's like, you just can't make a crystal overnight, but this is something that takes time and it has value into it. Yeah. Shoes man-made. I mean, whiskey's man-made, but it's also a lot of factors go into it. That's why it's the perfect product because you can say, people love scarcity and you can say this barrel, this batch, that whatever is different. And it's true. It is. And you know, you can, you can't replicate something no matter how hard you try. And so that's why whiskey is a, a perfect scarcity, luxury, high end item. 
Yeah. All right. Let's keep going. We're we're going to spend too much time on one product. Okay. One, one article. I'm chatting too much. <laughs> no, it's good. It's it's a, maybe we'll save it for a roundtable one time. But yeah. we're not we're not done with Scotch just yet. So. Kerry Wilson, he was a distillery worker of 31 years for William and Grant at the Girvan Distillery in Ayrshire, and he was fired for urinating next to some whiskey casks. So when confronted, Kerry claimed that he was a keen ornithologist and said that he had fancied a change in scenery. An ornithologist is somebody who studies birds. And after his lunch break, he was distracted by a robin which had flown in between the barrels. And his bosses rejected that explanation upon finding a can of urine deodorant spray nearby, and they sacked him from his $49,000, or sorry, 49000 pound a year job as the spirit supply operative, citing gross misconduct. A sample of the liquid was sent to a lab, which concluded that it was human urine. And Wilson had not, I know, right? This keeps getting better. And so he had not previously expressed interest in birds, which severely undermined his credibility in the eyes of the company. However, when asked about the urine deodorizer, Mr. Wilson said he thought it was just a cleaning spray. Wilson subsequently sued William and Grant for 70,000 pounds for unfair and wrongful, and I should probably say euros, 70,000 euros. There's two different, two different things in the spectrum there for unfair and wrongful dismissal, claiming that the firm did not have evidence enough to fire him. And as a result, the company was ordered to pay Mr. Wilson 12 weeks notice or a total of 11,264 uh, euros in damage for breach of contract. So that sounds like a terrible British comedy movie <laughs> or something. I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel like when I read that one, it's like almost like I'm on the Jay Leno show. You know, they have those, or what the was the Jay Leno, those old, yeah, the older night shows or whatever, they read the the crazy stories that are in the newspaper. Yeah. Like, that is exactly what I feel like I just read there. Yeah, next topic. That was... <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here's our first headline in the night, and this is a great story that came from the Washington Post. So in March of 2017, leaders of Washington's Fraternal Order of Police Lodge, which is an umbrella group for the police unions in the Capitol, they told their members about an exciting new idea. They were going to start selling whiskey on the internet, and it was called the Jack Daniels Fundraising Committee. The Lodge's leaders were buying Jack Daniels whiskeys, engraving the bottles with a police union logo, then reselling them online at a marked-up price of $80. Over the next three years, a group of active and retired police officers working from the clubhouse near the FBI field office sold more than 3,000 bottles of whiskey to people across the country. However, the police officers had no idea that this was an illegal action. <laughs> So the Washington Post could find no evidence that the lodge ever obtained permits required to do what they did, which was sell liquor by the bottle and ship it across state lines. The Jack Daniels committee was shut down last year when a new slate officers took over the D.C. lodge and they commissioned an internal report that said the sales, if discovered, could jeopardize the lodge's nonprofit status and the liquor license for its restaurant. In all, the D.C. Lodge was left with around 1,400 bottles of Jack Daniels, which are the unsold remnants of the Jack Daniels committee. Dang, now those just tripled in price. <laughs> I just thought, I thought it's like, it's such sweet irony when something like this happens. Yeah, it's, what's that saying? You know, you it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, even the police play by that. So, uh, you know, <laughs> Can't I love it. Then. Yeah. I uh, know. So I, I should have mentioned something last week. Last week was the first uh, release where we didn't have to talk about a new member of the Kentucky Distillers Association, but we took one week off of a break because now they're back again. The KDA has announced that the at Kentucky Mountain Moonshine Distillery in Estill County is the newest and 51st member. 
and they were founded in 2016. And distiller Howard Arvin launched the brand as a way to distill and bottle his own brand of moonshine. He was a dentist of 30 years, and he decided to take his interest in chemistry to craft his sweet but complex beverages. The distillery is nestled in the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains near the Red River Gorge region. Current products include 80 Proof Kentucky Mountain Clear Moonshine, Kentucky Mountain Smoky Apple Pie Moonshine, and their Smoky Cranberry Moonshine. So, Ooh. welcome, welcome to the KDA. I, I, I should have take on the got you know it's right before you get to Gatlinburg. You got to take them, <laughs> take on that old Smoky. <laughs> I was like, it was like you got to get the moonshine visitors coming in, or you got to get them only out on the know? way out, right? It's, on their way up for Tennessee. Uh, we love those smoky. We better try this one. <laughs> I do I, like apple pie. I mean, back in the day, take it to the lake and you're like, everybody's like, ooh, this is good. Mm-hmm. Well, that or it, whether you get it from a, a legit trusted source or it just shows up in a, in a mason jar, <laughs> that's when you know it's real. Oh, yeah, exactly. No label, just a ball mason jar. Yep. <laughs> and you're like, well, I'll drink this. Hope, so, uh, hope they made it right. Yeah, don't don't want any heads, don't want any tails. Let's keep our vision. So we had mentioned this last week as one of our our big headlines, but to just kind of keep this going and make people that are aware of it, Kroger has their ultimate bourbon auction going on right now to end uh, to end hunger, and this began earlier this week and will run through November twenty first. This again is special because we as Bourbon Pursuit are one of the presenting sponsors for this and all the proceeds go to the Dare to Care Food Bank in Louisville and God's Pantry Food Bank in Lexington. There are bourbons like Michter's 25, Heaven Hell 85th, uh, the entire vertical of Pappy and Antique Collection this year, uh, a Will at 19 year, and so much more. Uh, they're aiming to raise around $250,000, and you can learn more. You get bidding. You can get raffle tickets. You can bid on items. There's King of Kentucky. There's a lot of stuff on there. UltimateBourbonAuction.com. Yeah, I think I'm going to bid on that Michter's 25. That'd be cool to win. What's uh, We got to see what it's up to now. I'm sure it's... I'm sure it's creeping up there. I was in auction or I thought you bought raffle tickets. I don't know if that one's a raffle ticket. There, there's okay, definitely that's there's, an auction. There's some that are raffles. There's some that are auction tickets. Gotcha. <laughs> Wait, other way around. There's some that are raffle tickets. Some that are auctions. I gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it, there. I, I was looking through. There's a ton of awesome bottles, and this is what I love. I've always said this. This is the best part about the bourbon community is the charity charitable aspect. You know, it's like so much money is raised every year by charities across the board and it, it's a great thing about this community yeah and so i've got another it's a this is again this is a different community one community that we're not a part of but i read this on kentucky sports radio and it didn't come out in any other sort of news articles but i thought this was great so in celebration of coach Krzyzewski's last season at duke the other three head coaches in the champions classic teamed up to give him a parting gift from, of course, the rest of the head coaches were, of course, Kentucky, Kansas, Michigan State. It was a bottle of 23-year-old Pappy Van Winkle. John Calipari acquired the bottle per Bill Self's suggestion, and together the three coaches were supposed to split the tab. Uh, however, Calipari said that they haven't paid him yet. So <laughs> after the loss to Duke on Tuesday night at the press conference, Calipari said, when we gave it to him, it was, if you don't drink this bourbon, and I knew he didn't, but if you don't drink the bourbon, you save this, and when I retire, you give it back to me. <laughs> and so Calipari continued, he said, he came up to me prior to the game, he said, my daughter saw this and said, you can't get this, and I knew he didn't know. And so Calipari joked that Coach K probably would have poured it out, 
And I would have done the same, he said, but now he lives in Kentucky, so he knows what bourbon is. And in air quotes after that, he said, I need some bourbon right now, to be honest with you, because I <laughs> suffered that loss to Duke. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that 23 years, I mean, Coach K's been there longer than that. I mean, that's it, it's crazy that bottle was made, and Coach K's been coaching there longer than that. It's amazing. Incredible career he's had. Yeah. I, like I said, I thought that was a really cool story that, I don't think anybody would have seen anywhere else, but people that are big sports nuts and especially around here, people that are big uh, bourbon and UK sports nuts would probably appreciate it. So good, oh, yeah. good camaraderie. Except for the loss, but yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see what the rest of the season has in store for us. Yep. So the Premium Spirits e-commerce platform Reserve Bar has announced that it has reached an agreement to acquire Mini Bar Delivery, which is a leading delivery marketplace for wine, spirits, beer, RTDs, and more. Mini Bar Delivery is currently partnered with more than 2,800 retailers nationwide, including 7-Eleven. They will now move to allow Reserve Bar to leverage Mini Bar's network to expand its retailer fulfillment and accelerate its introduction of on-demand delivery. The two companies will combine the retailers, their customer base, and technology under the merger, and they will start expanding retailer locations to over 5,000 places by the end of the year. So we'll see. That's kind of like Drizzly's competition, so we'll see what happens there. Yeah, there's a ton of these, you know, retail delivery type chains getting into the, the liquor space and I see it continue to grow and hopefully that helps push shipping laws for everyone. Push shipping laws <laughs> and it's just more convenience at the end of the day. That's really all what it comes down to. That's what it all yep. comes down to. All right. I think this might be our, our last story when it comes to DC and, and the Virginia area and it's, it's, it's not a good one. So in January this year, Filibuster Distillery, located in Virginia, was charged with 115 counts of violating environmental state laws after a two-year investigation by Shenandoah County's Fire Marshal Dave Ferguson and the Virginia Department of Environmental Quality. Filibuster has now pled guilty to 40 counts of violating the state water control law for dumping more than 40,000 gallons of industrial waste and discharging cooling water outside of the terms of the distillery's permit into a stream in Shenandoah County. As part of the agreement, Filibuster has agreed to maintain compliance at the distillery and invest in an upgrade of its equipment to prevent future environmental impacts and has agreed to pay a hefty fine of $700,000. Yeah, I was reading this story and we had heard about it, I don't know, a few months ago. And you're just like, I don't know, shaking your head, but <laughs> glad they're paying a fine. And yeah, I don't know. It's... I mean, usually it's... Most like, come on. Yeah. Well, yeah, they, they usually try to do do things right. And and most people, when you're figuring this stuff out, like it's there's a whole planning process to even figure out where all this stuff's gonna go. And it's not like they were like, oh, whoops, didn't see that happening. I, it, something tells me it might have been a little malicious, but who knows? I, I don't know the whole story. Yeah, it's it, it's you know, this industry is so regulated and everything. I, I, I'm trying to figure out how this happens without being malicious but you know don't know all the stories but yeah it's i'm i'm glad they were fined and admitted to it because yeah we had kind of heard that you know some they were trying to fight it and push back and whatnot but yeah don't do that shit <laughs> <laughs> there you go wise words from cecil all right so let's end this new segment on a high note because evan williams bourbon has announced today that 15 recipients of the american made heroes foundation or sorry they have announced that there are now 15 new recipients of the american made heroes foundation fund grants 
So the 2021 Veteran Community Action Grants awarded around $75,000 across these different projects that make a meaningful difference in the enjoyment and quality of life for veterans. And so I'm not going to go through all 15, but I just scanned through a few of them. So I'll kind of tell you some of them that there are here. There were mission working dogs that provide service animals for veterans in need. There was warrior expeditions, and they used the great outdoors to give veterans better lifelong coping strategies for mental and physical challenges resulting from their military service. Battle Betty Foundation, which is the first women veteran-focused organization within South Carolina, committed to empowering women veterans as they navigate post-transition life. Shamrock Reigns, which is for special horses, fostering positive life-changing experiences for veterans, their families, and the families of fallen heroes. And Selena Innovation, which is the historic Selena Masonic Temple, where they are offering veterans a room at no cost for a community resource center. Now, to date, Evan Williams has recognized around 42 veteran heroes on its American Hero Edition bottles and donated now more than $450,000 to nonprofits. There you go. Yeah, I mean, that's awesome. I mean, veterans deserve anything and everything for them to, you know, sacrifice what they do for us so we can sit here and blab on two microphones and give our opinions about bourbon so uh i love it we'll we'll keep gabbing about bourbon so (laughs) with with that we'll take a quick break here word from our partners we'll be right back with some bourbon news if you're anything like me then you can't get enough about bourbon and that's why i'm a subscriber to bourbon plus magazine bourbon plus is a quarterly publication that tells the stories from the heart of bourbon the farmers who grow the grain the distillers who labor over the process, and the people like you and me who raise their glasses to celebrate it all. Subscribe to Bourbon Plus Magazine today at bourbonplus.com, that's P-L-U-S.com, and use code PURSUIT at checkout for $5 off your subscription. Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point-of-sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify's point of sale is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. And get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's point-of-sale Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com bourbon, all lowercase. And go to shopify.com bourbon to take your retail business to the next level today, shopify.com slash bourbon. All right, welcome back to some bourbon news, talking about what's starting to hit the shelves and what do you need to start lining up for to get your hands on? Well, maybe not lining up for, maybe calling it a few favors. Call your call your local store, give them, a, give them a text or her a text and try to figure out if something coming down that you really want to really try to sit yeah, here. Justify all those 10 bottles of wine you bought throughout the year (laughs) so so you can get that one extra special bottle. Uh, 10 bottles of wine. You got to, you have to have tequila. You got to have margaritas, you know, you got to have all this sort of stuff. Got to get your high noon somewhere Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for just that one bottle now, but this one, 
I don't know if you have to chase after it, but it depends on how big you are into country music because global country music superstar Brad Paisley is launching his American Highway Bourbon. It's a whiskey aged in barrels that were stored on a 53-foot semi-trailer that followed his 2019 nationwide tour for 7,314 miles across 25 states from coast to coast. The, I don't know, this is this is kind of where it might get a little bit far-fetched, but hey, everybody's got to have an angle. The fluctuating climate of the barrel's journey expanded and contracted their staves, imparting oak and char that cultivates the characteristics of flavors of America's native spirit. This well-traveled batch was then blended with three-year, 13-year, and 15-year-old Kentucky bourbons to create the final product. The next batch to be released in 2022 was aged on the Rolling Rick House during Paisley's 2021 tour. I wonder what's going to happen in the 2023 tour, because... Pretty sure it's just going to be the 2022 bus that's going to be there. But rather than just sourcing the whiskey, there was actually, uh, and lending a celebrity name to it, Paisley worked closely with somebody that we're very near and dear to our heart here, is Bardstown Bourbon Company, to create the final blend, which included their VP of new product development, big old Dan Calloway, big fan of the show over here, yeah. big, big fan of him too. And who you might know, he was back on episode 298 there will be 30,000 bottles of this initial release produced. The 96-proof blend has a suggested retail price of $100. And I've got the breakdown of the mash bills, but we know what happened last week when I tried to give those mash oh, bills. Gosh. We're not going to yeah. do all that. <laughs> I said, Kenny, no more mash bills breakdowns. <laughs> that was in our company meeting. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, too much there. Too much there. Yeah. I mean, maybe there's some too. You know, those semis got those air brakes, you know, you Going around a curve, you slam on the brakes real hard. You know, maybe that rocks that whiskey and the those barrels even more. Yeah, Trey from Jefferson's probably like, "Gosh, oh, should have thought of this." I was like, I know. I "Had the rocking on the boat, I just should have put it in the semi." I had the duck blind. Why did I think of a country music bus? <laughs> well, I mean, to to be fair, for anybody that doesn't know, when you have to move barrels between distilleries, like we do for every single thing that we do for United and our Pursuit series. We actually have to put these barrels in trucks and ship them like across the nation. So granted, they might have not traveled an entire tour, but they've, they at least saw a little bit of the American highway out there. They've seen I-40 to I-65, you know, <laughs> and there's, there's quite a bit of up and downs and some stops and, you know. You got to go, go up the mountains, you got to come back down through the mountains a little bit, you know. So. Yeah, exactly. So we, we kind of were pioneers in the the <laughs> traveling with rick house you know oh, you, know, you got traveling boats or you got boat rick houses now you got semi rick houses we gotta I'm think excited to see what's next yeah we gotta think of something i don't know what we're gonna be is. bezos will have a rocket ship rick house now you just put well, them on a rocket i mean why not why not just send 60 barrels to space and i mean let them just kind of like float in there and, and sort of see what happens you know time to rope to a space station and you know, once once we've been up there for a year, we'll <laughs> pull no them back. Gravity, <laughs> the no gravity bourbon. It's like, <laughs> just floats in the, I don't know. It's like, right. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen one time. There's, there's no doubt about it. Somebody is going to have some money and it's going to happen. On, on the 2030 round table, we'll be talking about zero gravity barrels. I, I mark it down. I hope Elon Musk listens to this podcast and he reaches out to us and he says, guys, I'm your man. Let's make this happen. Heck yeah. The UN can't solve, you know, hunger. I'll pay to do the zero gravity barrel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That sounds awesome. 
All right, so here was our next big headline, and that's talking about Sagamore Spirit, because they are proud to announce that they are releasing their first four-year-old 100-proof bottled and bond Maryland distilled straight rye whiskey. So this is the first product that is their first batch of whiskey that was distilled in Maryland. They are going to have around 1,200 bottles of the bottled and bond available, and it'll be for purchase at the distillery for $59 a bottle. And this is uh, this is actually really cool for a few reasons. So, you know, of course, we're, we're big fans of Sagamore because we're kind of working, partnering with them for part of our United Rye project. But the one thing to kind of note here is that for their typical line is they've been sourcing from MGP forever, but they're going to start blending their distillate with MGP to kind of like start marrying that and still start phasing it out a little bit. However, we are huge fans of just their distillate. And so yeah. if you have, if you have a chance to get up there and get a bottle of this, I would highly encourage you to do it. Yeah. If you, to me, if you put them side by side, I think the, I think the, the MGP Sagamore is around six years and the four year Sagamore, the two different Mashville's, I, I, I think they're just as good, if not better than the six year MGP. They have a great distilling team up there. They got, uh, Brian Tracy has been fantastic at, you know, just managing the brand and getting it to where it is. I mean, I'm excited for where they're going. Uh, that I think they will be, you know, and it's cool to see Baltimore getting, you know, the fame and rye whiskey back. Cause that's where, uh, you know, a lot of it originated and kind of started. So I'm, I'm excited for, for them to, you know, all this to come to fruition. It was a dream they, you know, thought of four, I guess six years ago. And so to see their own distillate be on the market, I'm excited for those guys. Yep. And not to mention it's triple distilled. And if I had to guess, this is going to be probably around like four and a half years old because some of the barrels that we have from them are around four and a half year mark too. So really, really kind of cool. And congratulations to them kind of putting that one out there. Yep. So somebody else that we have worked with in the the past as well, Blue Note Bourbon has announced officially uh, they are adding a new addition to their award-winning portfolio, which is Blue Note Crossroads. It was developed across two years of research and development in partnership with, I'm going to totally screw this one up, Tana Lurie Radu, a boutique wine cooperage in central France. Blue Note Crossroads amplifies the growing popularity of toasted oak finished bourbon, and it has a mash bill of 60% corn, 36% rye, 4% malted barley, bottled at 100 proof, and has a price of $40. So I think we did a whiskey quickie on that one, if I'm not mistaken, or it's still yet to be released, one or the other. Yeah, I don't know if we had the different barrels or, or yeah, or I can't remember if we had one of the finished barrel. Well, it was. Blue Notes. No, was it's, it? it's the Blue Note Crossroads is their toasted oak okay. finished bourbon. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. French. The juke joints, the, the standard, uh, you know, and I think that's sourced from Green River or whatever, which is fantastic whiskey. So I thought we had that, but I'm, yeah, I'm trying to think. <laughs> I can't remember. I don't know what. See, we, we do so much we can't remember. But let's keep going here with our, our okay. next headline, and that is Baker's Bourbon is introducing Baker's Exclusive Selection, which is a limited-time offering of extra-age, single-barrel Kentucky Straight Bourbon whiskey collected from of Baker Beam's favorite warehouses on the campus in Claremont, Kentucky. However, they didn't tell us exactly which warehouses they were. It is aged for 11 years and 8 months, has 107 proof, and has a retail price of $100. Nice. Which I... I I'll tell you what, I think I love the I like way the Bakers. that Bakers has come back around. They've made a huge name for themselves in the past uh, few months. 
I tell you what, if I can, I really want to get our hands on a Baker's single barrel selection because I know they've been doing that and they come in some really fancy packaging. That's so I, I really want to get in line to make that one happen. Oh, wow. They're offering that to like groups and people to pick yeah. selections. Yeah. Different kind of liquor stores. I know a few here in the town of Louisville, they've, they've done their own selections and stuff and they're, they're pretty good. I, honestly, I've, I've been pleasantly surprised. I think with the two that I've had so far, they've been pretty, pretty great. So we'll take a 13 year Baker's <laughs> yeah. selection. Sign us up. Yeah. Say less. <laughs> All right. Well, this is, I typically wouldn't talk about this, about it's, it's RTDs, but it has bourbon in it. So might as well talk about it. So there is a new upstart in the ready to drink cocktail segment. And it's by Black Yeti Beverage. And they've introduced their first in the upcoming trio of Epicurean flavors called Grizzly's Cosmic Black. And this combines real aged bourbon with gourmet cola in a zero sugar added beverage. So this is the brainchild of former Billboard charting rock star Samantha Franklin, who once joined the Vans Warp Tour with her band The Holograms and her partner Eric Trueheart, a former writer on the cult classic animated series Invader Zim. The cola, oh, it's well cola, but the bourbon is a two-year-old high rye bourbon. It's 6% ABV and the cost is $16 for a four-pack. That's all well, I got. If you're going to make a cola RTD, kudos to them for putting a two-year bourbon in there. Because <laughs> <laughs> what else are you going to do with a two-year except mix it with Coke? <laughs> That's You said it best, my friend. Yeah, good job. It's one, it's one way to make those margins. <laughs> hey, I had some ginger and coke or not ginger and coke ginger and bourbon this weekend and i was like it's actually really good i forgot how good this was so somebody come out with a good good rtd with that that's what i've been what was it it was the jim beam highball with ginger was actually really oh good. i haven't had that yeah the the, the regular one is eh, it's okay it honestly just tastes like bourbon with some seltzer water but the highball with ginger it tastes like a good ginger ale with some bourbon. I, I'm a fan of that one. So if you're I'll have to pick some of those, yep. I know it's getting past golfing season, but if you're just looking for something and you got to have some sort of lighter thing, but you want some bourbon mixed in, eh, go ahead, check it out. So let's talk a little bit about Buzzard's Roost Whiskey, who is from Jason Bronner. He's been on the ep- the show before. I think it was way back in the 50s. He is the proprietary owner of Bourbon's Bistro in Louisville, Kentucky, but they are debuting their first bourbon. And so the company's namesake bourbon is a blend of two four-year-old high-rye whiskeys that are sourced from Indiana and that are bottled at barrel strength at 114.4 proof. The bourbon carries a suggested retail price of $85 for a 75 ml or 750 ml. But in addition to launching a new whiskey, they are also announcing a new home for themselves at well, the place we love the most, Bardstown Bourbon Company. So going forward, the company's whiskeys, which are chosen and rebarreled by Buzzard's Roost, will be aged and bottled at Bardstown Bourbon Company. It's funny. I was down there last week and uh, they were bottling Buzzard's Roots <laughs> down there. So uh, yeah. Congratulations to Jason then, and you found a good home at Barstown Bourbon Company. Yep. Jason's an awesome guy, and he's he knows his whiskey, so I'm sure it's good. Does this make us like whiskey cousins now? Like if if <laughs> yeah, or, or like we're, how, we're in the family, <laughs> familia. <laughs> like, like I don't like know, when Calipari does the familia Kentucky. Now it's Barstown Bourbon Company. <laughs> yeah, I don't know like who's the mom and dad in the situation. Are we are we? Like Danny's the dad. and <laughs> All right. So let's keep going. Treaty Oak Distillery has recently announced a partnership with the highly acclaimed country rock band Whiskey Myers to create their first collaboration. And this bourbon is a new take on the Treaty Oak Distillery's already popular red-handed offering. 
So mash bill is 70% corn, 21% rye, and 9% barley. Comes in at 95 proof, and this will be available starting this month at select retailers in Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, Illinois, Nevada, California, and Texas, and has a price of around $40. Are you a big fan of Whiskey Myers? I don't know if I listen to a lot of his music. I love Whiskey Myers. All right. They're great. There you go. Then. If you, uh, They've been on Yellowstone, so if you uh, ever watch that show, they're on there, but I knew about them before Yellowstone. I was pre-Yellowstone. I've been there from the beginning. Yeah, you, you saw them when they were just starting. Now they're too popular and you can't Yeah, take now them. they got their own whiskey brands. I'm like, ah, I'm moving on. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Still love them. It's a good, good, good group. I think they were on Fred's show too. They were. They were on Fred's yeah. show. So we always talked about 70s and that was sort of the era of the beam decanters. Well, guess what? Decanters aren't dead just yet. There was actually no official announcement to be found regarding this release, but bottles have been popping up in stores around the country and it's called Turkey Tom Bourbon, and it comes in a turkey decanter marked with the words, Be Thankful. Turkey Tom comes bottled at 40% ABV, has a suggested retail price of $60, and appears to be circulating throughout the U.S. It was likely began retailing in early October, but according to the bourbon's registration with the Alcohol and Tobacco Tax Trade and Bureau, it is a reimported straight bourbon from South Carolina, and according to Banyan Trading, Turkey Tom comes from MGP of Indiana little bit of a, a mystery bottle that's sort of out there now. Hopefully the canters don't have lead in them anymore. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Like those beam ones. Yeah. Who knows where you, I, mean, I don't know if they, I don't think they had lead in them, but it was always something that people were always a little nervous about. I think that may have been the outside. If you worry about the paint and stuff like that, I don't know about the ceramic if it actually has that or not, but don't take our word for it. I'm not a scientist. <laughs> that's right. Drink it in your own cost. <laughs> yeah, that's on you. All right. And this is our last story for the night. And it's not even bourbon related, but I said, why the hell not? Because everybody else is talking about it. Arby's is introducing two new French fry flavored vodkas. Crinkle fry. Yes. (laughs) Crinkle fry vodka and curly fry vodka will be available in limited quantities on November 18th. And then again on November 22nd, this limited edition liquor is made by Tattersall distilling from high quality potatoes and distilled with ingredients that pay homage to both of the fry flavors. So the curly fry flavored vodka is distilled with cayenne, paprika, onion, and garlic. And the crinkle fry vodka is a subtle tribute to its namesake, and it's made with real kosher salt and sugar. Arby's had partnered with celebrity chef and Arby's aficionado, Jason, sorry, Justin Sutherland, who created two signature Bloody Mary recipes using both Arby's vodkas. But according to the, uh, yep, according to the press. I could say that. Yep. And according to the press release, the bottles will cost $60 each and will be available through arbysvodka.com. <laughs> who would have thought? Who would have thought? Uh, I mean, if it comes with a side of horsey or Arby sauce, I'm I'm in. Well, see, that's what the, but, the thing it said is that Justin Sutherland, the chef, those those Bloody Mary recipes, he actually included those in the Bloody Re- Bloody Mary recipe. Gosh, I mean, <laughs> if you thought if you thought whiskey on a traveling tour bus was crazy, <laughs> 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 French fry vodka is taking the. <laughs> Can't wait till next week. See what comes out next. Uh, I, maybe we should get like in line with KFC or something. We'll have like finger licking bourbon or something like that. Oh man. Yeah. Get some, go to Indies and get those wedges vodka or something. <laughs> you know, the hot wedges. Nobody knows Indies unless you're from Louisville. If you're from Louisville, you might know. It's this little, uh, well, really tiny independent chicken wing shop that's downtown. So, yeah. But that is going to do it for this week in bourbon. There are a lot of good stories, some really off-the-wall ones, some ones that might 
kind of shake your head, but all in all, it was a quite an interesting. Bourbon's week. all about the stories, right? <laughs> it, it is. It's whether it's the stories, those legalities, or whether it's just curly fry vodka. It's one or the other. Yep. Oh. <laughs> Still wrapping, trying to wrap my head around that. I know. Uh, sounds good in a Bloody Mary. For sure. All right. With that, cheers, everybody. And we'll be back next week with another This Week in Bourbon. Bourbon.